Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. And live from replacement ref school. No, when the other team catches it, it's called an interception, not a touchdown. It's the fourth and inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you? I mean, I'm I'm still getting over Monday night, but I I think we can we can get through the show. I think we can manage, and I'm very yeah, happy to have you back. You were saying Sherpa. before Golden Tate may have uh, single-handedly solved the you know the labor um, situation there with the NFL thanks to that uh, bizarre. My favorite thing about the the refs right now is that it came out today that Ed Hockley is like running some, like, backroom training sessions for the refs to keep them sharp. Like, of course Ed Hockley is. <laughs> Who else? Yeah, he's probably <laughs> making them get up at 2 in the morning and do 600 push-ups. But mm-hmm. Probably, like, ref camp like at, his, his. Like, at, like, a weird ranch out somewhere in the middle of nowhere. That's how I imagine it's going. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite suggestion, and I'm, I'm sorry that I forget who said this, but somebody on Twitter suggested that they should – take all the NHL players that are locked out and make them NFL referees and that that would cut down on I all the nonsense. I would love that. I feel like that yeah. would just that'd be awesome. And and if things got out of hand, they would just settle it on the field. They'd just punch a guy in the face and it'd, it'd be all over. That'd yeah. be excellent. I, I would love to see Donald Brashear as a referee and just, you know, body slam <laughs> the first coach that tries to give him a lift. But uh, anyway, so just before we get going, I want to thank C.D. Carter for filling in for me last week and doing a really good job, including he's probably the only person on the planet I know of that picked the uh, Seahawks to actually win that game, although I'm guessing he wouldn't yep. have uh, predicted that the game would <laughs> unfold the way it did. But um, So tell us what's on tap for the show tonight. we got all kinds of good stuff tonight. We are going to be taking a look at all the week four matchups and... Hopefully our predictions will be a little more a little more spot on. There won't be as many crazy finishes this week. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'd take never a good week to take off. Yeah, right? Oh. <laughs> and since you're here, hopefully it'll be a little quieter. But you never know. This week could still be nuts. We may have, have replacement refs still. But we'll take a look at who to start and who to sit in each game. Sherpa and I will argue, I'm sure, as always. And we'll be looking at some waiver wire picks for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defenses, if you've got a hole to fill, especially since it's a bye week, we've got answers for you. And we, if time permits, we'll take a look at some players that we love and we hate this week uh, matchup-wise. And, of course, if you want to have your voice heard, there are a number of ways to do that. We're here from 9.30 until 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, which is a whole hour of the Sherpa and I. And you can get a hold of us a number of ways. You can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. You can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. We're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. Or you can come hang out with us in the chat room and, of course, 
You probably can't get enough of us in just one hour, so you can find us all week long at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook and FantasyFootballSherpa.com with all kinds of great blog posts and rankings there as well. And I think we're ready to jump on in. What do you think, Sherpa? Sounds good. So who do you like among quarterbacks on the waiver wire this week, Janet? On the waiver wire, there are a couple of quarterbacks. Oh, by the way, are... first we should we should mention which which two teams are on by this week. Oh yeah, that might help. It is the Colts and the Steelers this week, so you are missing a couple of running backs and quarterbacks and wide receivers there that you may be using. So just keep that in mind. There are definitely going to be spots you should be filling in your lineup this week. No Antonio Brown, no Big Ben, all of that. Um, but quarterback wise for the waiver wire. I really like Jake Locker. He's kind of coming on, especially since they have no run game to speak of, and Peyton Manning has about as many yards as Chris Johnson. Uh, they they have to be passing a lot more, and Jake Locker has looked better than I expected he would. Uh, keep in mind, he and my other suggestions are all more of a second quarterback or a, a stopgap for a bye week or somebody injured. This is not your only long-term quarterback. Uh, I also like Christian Ponder. He's not going to set the world on fire, but he's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He's not going to turn the ball over or or throw a lot of interceptions like maybe Michael Vick will. So he might be a safe option. And I love Andy Dalton, the ginger ninja, out in Cincinnati. I, I think he's going to have a good week this week, and he's still available in a lot of leagues. So Yeah, that's amazing. Out. I don't understand that. He, he should Me definitely either. be owned in, in just about every – league, but uh, yeah. the, the one thing with Locker that bugs me a little bit is that his accuracy is still not very good. It's Mark Sanchezian in in, uh, in its... Um, I, think, I think it'll get better yeah. as the season goes on, and at this point, I'd rather have Jake Locker than Chris Johnson on my team. <laughs> no, I don't know. I I'm, I think I disagree with that, but we'll see, but uh, I, I love the, the Ponder thing. A couple other notes that I'll... Uh, names that I'll throw out... Um, Carson Palmer with Oakland is, you know, mm-hmm. still on the waiver wire in too many leagues. Hopefully not in yours, or if he is, and you're looking for a good bye week fill in or a, a good backup quarterback, and he's somebody to consider. And also, um, Miami's Ryan Tannehill. He was probably the the rookie quarterback that I was down on the most, even more so than Brandon Whedon before the season started. But uh, he he's starting to to come around again. The accuracy is an issue with him. But I, I like their matchup with Arizona this week, and we'll get to that game. But uh, So those are the guys that I have my eye on this week, Ponder, Palmer, and Tannehill, as far as the quarterbacks go. Um, let's move on to the running backs. There, I like a couple of the Miami guys. I don't know which one of them is going to get the bulk of the carries. Daniel Thomas got it last week. Lamar Miller figures to be a little more involved this week. And then, uh, of course, Ryan Williams out in Arizona with Beanie Wells now on the shelf until after yeah. Thanksgiving. If he happens to be on your um, waiver wire still, then he's somebody we'll you should definitely <laughs> take a look at. Uh, to Shard Choice, I don't know. I'm not so keen on him, especially since they're not sure if Jackson will be back. Like, who do you like among running backs, Jenna? I had to short choice on my list as well. Obviously, I'm a little biased. He used to be a cowboy, and I I like his potential. Even if Jackson comes back, it is a little early. I think Choice will still get a, a fair amount of touches, which is, you know, what you're looking for. Uh, also, if Michaela Short is still on your waiver wire, what are you doing? He needs to be on your team. He's going to have a much better year this year and hopefully stay healthy. 
Um, I also like Ronnie Hillman out in Denver. It looks like he's going to be kind of their version of Michael Bush that's happening in Chicago. Now they're third down back, and he's been getting some good looks lately. So if you need a deeper league option or a flex player, Ronnie Hillman's not a bad bet. Okay, how about um, wide receivers? Who do you have your eye on on the waiver wire this week? Uh, For this week, I really like Andrew Hawkins in Cincinnati. He's really come on strong, and he and Dalton seem to have a, a good rapport uh, I also really like Andre Roberts out in Arizona. It's been kind of a crapshoot with the quarterback carousel that's going on there, but Roberts has really, really blossomed kind of as that, that second wide receiver. And for maybe a week in the future, T.Y. Hilton in Indianapolis, this is obviously his bye week, so it may not be the best week to grab him, but he really had a nice week last week, and if you're mm-hmm. in a deeper league or you're kind of looking for, for a short-term stopgap for somebody who's injured, Hilton and uh, Andrew Luck really seem to work well together. I liked him a lot. Yeah, and Donnie Avery is still on a lot of uh, waiver wires, mm-hmm. too, I think. So, But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Luck is going to get better as the season goes on. And, yeah, I think some of those receivers there that aren't named Reggie Wayne are really going to start piling up the yards. But, um, mm-hmm. guys, I'm looking at Brian Hartline still on some waiver wires. He shouldn't Love be, but Brian he is. Ramses Barden after the game last week, and you know, Hakeem Nix looks like he's going to be dealing with that foot problem for a while, so mm-hmm. you know, Barden could be a reasonable, at least a, a flex option um, going forward. And don't forget, Jerome Simpson is coming back this week for the Vikings from his four-game suspension, and he's somebody that uh, I like a lot. Um, two other names to throw out, Brandon Stokely in Denver, not the flashiest guy in the world, but he and Manning seem to have reestablished their rapport from their Baltimore, I mean, from their Indianapolis days. Mm-hmm. And also Jacoby Jones in Baltimore seems to be giving them a second deep threat to go with um, with um, Smith there. This is the uh, Jacoby Jones we kind of always thought was going to eventually happen in Houston, and he just never got over that hump. He was always dinged up or he just never got the looks and all of a sudden it's like oh there's the guy we thought was there all along like that's the Jacoby Jones I thought I was getting yeah yeah he's yeah he and he's obviously more of a deep threat than Bolden is so who knows maybe they just you know use Bolden in the slot more and have him you know out wide more running down the field but uh we'll see and uh in spite of what Golden Tate did the other night, I, I don't think he's necessarily somebody you want to be picking up on the waiver wire, not so much because of him, but uh, more because of the guy who's throwing the ball to him at this point. I just don't think Russell Wilson is quite ready to be a productive NFL quarterback yet. He's more of a game manager than a quarterback right now. He's just trying yeah. not to screw anything up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So moving on to tight ends, a few names that have caught my eye. Kyle Rudolph is starting to disappear off of more and more waiver wires, but yeah, for some reason he's chance. out there. <laughs> yeah, he should definitely be owned. Um, Scott Chandler in Buffalo is still available a lot of places. Uh, Lance mm-hmm. Kendrick in St. Louis and Jordan Cameron in Cleveland have also caught my eye. How about you, Jenna? Uh, also, Kyle Rudolph is at the top of my list. Jared Cook's another one whose his production is going to increase as this year goes on. He and Jake Locker have a good thing going. Um, and Heath Miller out in Pittsburgh, I normally hate Heath Miller as a fantasy tight end. I, I don't even really like him as a real-life tight end, but 
Ben Roethlisberger has said he wants to get Heath Miller to the Pro Bowl this year, and he's he's campaigning hard. He's getting a lot of looks. He's had multiple touchdowns already this year, which has never happened for Heath Miller. It's just if he's still on your waiver wire and he is in a lot of places, go pick him up because Ben is making a very concerted effort to make him a bigger part of that offense, and it's paying off. Yeah, I, yeah, he's yeah. Obviously, they're on a bye this week, but uh, yeah, he's he's definitely somebody if he's still out there that uh, is worth having if it's a flex mm-hmm. player or a bench spot. How about um, any kickers or defenses? Now, nah, let's let's save them. Actually, defenses are, are kind of interesting. There are a few with uh, good matchups this week. Anybody that uh, strikes you? Uh, I like the Bengals defense this week. Uh, I like the Cowboys defense and. I'm not a fan of the Cowboys' defense in general, but this week against Chicago with the mess they've had there and and they've been playing better these last few weeks, which has surprised me. Uh, the pass defense I think, has been quite good so far, the Cowboys. Yeah, and if they can hold down the run game, which they've sort of been doing, it, if nothing else, they're not going to give up big points, which is a possibility for a lot of other defenses this week. Um, so they're a safer bet. And I also really like St. Louis this week. The Seahawks... We saw their best stuff last week, and they they scored a whole 16 points. So, for what that's worth. <laughs> yeah, the the two that um, stick out to me are Washington playing at Tampa mm-hmm. Bay this week and Miami playing at Arizona. I just think this is the week where the wheels come off the wagon for Arizona, but we'll get to that later in our game predictions then. Yes, but uh, those are some that I have my eyes on. So, so why don't we dive right into the games? And first up, this week's Thursday night game features Cleveland at Baltimore. Um, I think Baltimore is going to score in the 30s again, just like they did last week, although this week I don't think it will take them until the final two minutes of the, the game to get there. And I think It they might win not take them until halftime to score 30 no. points. I, I don't know. Cleveland's defense isn't that bad, but Baltimore's offense is much better this year, and I think they win this game handily. I'll go with a final score of 38-20. to 20. What do you think, and who do you like on Cleveland? I'm worried this game's going to become unwatchable pretty quick. I just It makes me so sad watching Cleveland play football right now because they look so lost and just nothing's working. They're awful as a fantasy option in almost every way. Don't start I, – I, honestly, don't start anybody on this team. Not this week, not against this defense. There's there's better options at every position. There's better matchups at every position. Just just say no. It's just – ugh. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm a little bit more sanguine on Baltimore's prospects this week. So I would tell yeah. you to start quarterback Joe Flacco, running back Ray Rice, wide receivers Torrey Smith, Anquan Bolton, and Jacoby Jones. Tight end Dennis Pitta, kicker Justin Tucker in defense. And the only um, players I would leave on the bench from Baltimore this week are uh, running back Bernard Pierce, who's looking good in limited action, but I don't think he's going to be stealing too many carries from Ray Rice just yet. And tight end Ed Dixon, who last year was doing what Dennis Pitta is doing this mm-hmm. year. And it's really surprised me that those two have sort of flip-flopped roles, but uh, we probably don't need this. Yeah, we probably don't need to spend more time on that. But, yeah, it would be like Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski on a much smaller scale flipping roles. But, uh, anyway, so on to the next game, the first of the Sunday early games. Minnesota visits Detroit. 
on paper, you might think this is a mismatch, but I think Minnesota's offense is actually waking up, and I think they match up yeah. well against Detroit's defense. I think Detroit still wins this game, but I think it's a touchdown game. I'll go with a pretty high-scoring game, Detroit 34, Minnesota 27. I I can't disagree, really, with you there. Um, I just I, – I think it's – a lot different of a game than I thought it was going to be a couple of weeks ago, for sure. Uh, if Michaela Shore hadn't come back last week, I would think Minnesota was going to win this, but Detroit sort of got a a functional defense there, or a functional running game there. Uh, so I agree it's going to be close. I think it's going to come down to the wire, and I think there's a lot of fantasy value on both sides of the ball. Um, Christian Ponder, I like more as a second quarterback option. Again, like we said before, he's a safe pick, and I don't think he's going to have any huge mistakes, but you have to absolutely start Adrian Peterson. I think Percy Harvin's not a bad start, but I'm going to say stay away from Michael Jenkins. His role's diminishing now that Simpson's back, um, but I want to wait a week and see what Jerome Simpson in this offense is really going to look like. Uh, You absolutely have to start tight end Kyle Rudolph. Not only has he been one of the better tight ends this year, but Detroit has given up the most points to tight ends. Uh, It just a great matchup for him this week. I'm going to say no to the defense and no to kicker Blair Walsh just because I think this is going to be a higher-scoring game. But uh, this is one of the better games this week, I think. Yeah, it should be pretty entertaining. So you're not buying uh, Jerome Simpson his first week back then? No, no. I'm not ready to get on board with that one just yet. No, I, I would do back. I would do flips for him. <laughs> but to get him oh, on would my you? <laughs> Yeah, but uh, anyway, so for Cleveland, I mean, not Cleveland, Detroit, I'm thinking baseball, not football here, just for <laughs> Detroit, um, quarterback Matt Stafford is questionable with a hip injury. If he plays, he start him. If not, I would start Sean Hill. Whichever one of them starts this week, I think it has a great matchup. Michael Lashore, um probable with a groin injury. I think you start him if he plays. Wide receivers, Calvin Johnson, Nate Burleson, start both of them. Start tight end Brandon Pettigrew. Start kicker Jason Hansen. Titus Young, uh, only reason I would not start him or be on the fence about him is because he's listed as questionable with a knee injury right now and also on the fence about the defense. And the other running backs, Kevin Smith and Jock Bell, I say no to them. And tight end Tony Scheffler is questionable with a calf injury, so leave him on your bench as well. Fair enough. All right, so moving right along here, the first... Another game that uh, Jana was alluding to earlier, the Seattle at St. Louis game. I do like both the defenses. I think this is going to be pretty low scoring, but I'm going to pick Seattle to win this game legitimately. I think they win by a touchdown, but I don't think it comes down to a last-second blown call by a referee or a replacement referee, I should say. And I'll pick Seattle to win this game 24-17. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I... I guess I honestly think this game could go either way. I I like the the matchup a little bit more for St. Louis. Um they've given up less than 200 passing yards to both Washington and Chicago in the last 2 weeks. So I I think this is going to have to be a big time game for Marshawn Lynch. You absolutely need yeah. to start him. Uh quarterback Russell Wilson, I think is really only a second quarterback option. Uh just I'm not really impressed with him so far. I'm saying no to Golden Tate, even though he had that 
quasi-catch, and I used that term very light, loosely last week. Um, I'd rather you start Sidney Rice if you're going to pick any of these wide receivers. I also want to stay away from tight end Zach Miller, but I am going to say yes to the defense and maybe to kicker Steven Hauschka. I think you have better options just because this won't be that high-scoring of a game. Seattle is, is they're the only team in football that the, the run their average yards per game from rushing and passing are virtually the same. They've averaged 141 yards per game the first three weeks rushing and 145 yards per game passing. So, yeah, that, that sort of tells you that uh, Marshawn Lynch is really carrying the load there and their passing game is it's still in quite a bit of disarray and makes you wonder how much longer before they give Matt Flynn a shot to do what he was brought over and paid big bucks to do, but we'll see. So mm-hmm. for St. Louis, I would tell you to start wide receiver Danny Amendola and tight end Lance Kendricks. Uh, Brandon Gibson, wide receiver, might be a good flex play defense uh, there maybe for me. Stay away from quarterback um, Sam Bradford, running back Steven Jackson, uh, Daryl Richardson, and Isaiah P. Jackson, he's questionable with a groin injury, even if he weren't. That's just a really tough run defense for him to go against this week. And wide yeah. receiver Steve Smith and kicker Greg the Leg Zerline can Zerline can stay on your bench too as well. <laughs> I, this lo- I love the nickname. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I almost called him Sirloin instead of Zerline, but uh, I, I sure like that a little me. better too. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. Maybe I can butcher some other names. Uh, this, it's still uh, early. Unintended. This this um, <laughs> show. So anyway, on to the next game. San Francisco shocking loss last week at Minnesota. Now they go another time zone east. They were going to be in New York playing against the Jets. Big news this week, of course, is that they've lost Darrell Rivas for the season with a a torn ACL, and everybody's up in arms about, you know, what their pass defense is going to look like. Their rush defense has been abysmal. I think San Francisco is going to get back on the winning track this week. I think they win this game pretty easily. Not so much because of the Jets' disarray on defense, but more because the Jets don't have a an offense, unless they're playing Buffalo, apparently. I'll pick San Francisco to win this game, 28-17. Yeah, I just I don't think the Jets are going to be able to keep up here. This defense is going to make the Jets' offense look worse than it is. And I, I don't think we're going to see San Francisco do what they did last week too much more this year. So I, I definitely see San Francisco winning. I think Alex Smith is more of a second quarterback option. Although, if you're going to start him against uh, the Jets, this would be the week to do it, since they are a little depleted. Uh, Definitely start Frank Gore, start Michael Crabtree at wide receiver. Just say no to Randy Moss. Let's let's everybody calm down on Randy Moss. He's getting like one target a game. One of these days he might break out, but for now, stay with Michael Crabtree. I'm saying no to Mario Manningham this week. He just hasn't been getting the targets. Um, absolutely start tight end Vernon Davis. I'm saying yes to the kicker and yes to the defense, and I think they're going to have pretty good fantasy days here. For the Jets, the only person I would even conceive of starting this week is wide receiver Santonio Holmes. And maybe as a flex play, if you're in a really deep league, you could consider Stephen Hill or um, Jeremy Curley, the wide receivers. Hill is questionable with a hamstring injury. Tight ends Dustin Keller and Jeff Cumberland are both at best flex plays for me. Keller's still questionable with that hamstring injury. And the defense, hopefully you have better options, but if not, you can probably um, make do with them for this week. Quarterback Mark Sanchez, leave him on the bench. 
running back Sean Green and, and Bilal Powell. Uh, both of those guys, to me, they're pretty much the same runner. I don't think Powell's going to do any better than, than Green, and it's not clear how they're going to split carries in any way. They're not going to run for much against San Francisco's defense. Uh, Joe McKnight, obviously, keep him on the bench now, especially now that he's more of a cornerback yeah, than a running back. This is an aside. I don't get that. I mean, yeah, sure, he's a great athlete, and sure, he played cornerback in high school, but to just think that you could take somebody and just make them a full-time cornerback in the NFL when they haven't played the position in six or seven years at least, I, you know, actually more like eight years in his case, I, I just, I'm not buying it. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how often teams do this. It's Well, on a limited basis. I mean, the, the Patriots were using Julian Edelman back there um, last year, and all the time people were putting tall wide receivers in for the jump ball, Hail Marys at the end of the mm-hmm. half to knock things down. That I get, but to just think that this guy is going to be able to you know, play at a at an NFL level as a, at a position he hasn't played, which is totally unlike what he's doing, I'm, I'm not buying it. And anyway, um, just to put the nail in the coffin for the Jets, uh, leave Nick Folk on your bench this week, too. Poor Nick Folk. All right, let's move on. All right, San Diego Kansas City. I think this is going to be a good game. I think San Diego bounces back from that disaster against Denver last week. But I think Kansas City, they found their stride against New Orleans. And I think San Diego's defense is a little better, but I believe that Kansas City is going to keep things going on offense. This game is a toss-up, but I'll say Kansas City 31 and San Diego 30. I think this will be a closer game than San Diego wants it to be, but I do think they come out on top. Um, I'm not real impressed by the Kansas City defense, so I'm, I'm going to suggest you start a lot of Charger players, including Phillip Rivers and running back Ryan Matthews. I'm going to say yes to wide receiver Malcolm Floyd, maybe to Robert Meacham. To me, he's more of a, a flex option this week and just forget all the other wide receivers. Always start tight end Antonio Gates. But I'm going to say no to the kicker and no to the defense because I do agree with you. I think Kansas City will put some points up. For Kansas City, I like quarterback Matt Castle this week, one of the few times I'll say that this season. But I think he's a number one starting quarterback this week. Running back Jamal Charles, San Diego has been really good against the run, but I think he's also catching a lot of passes, so he's still worth starting. Wide receiver Dwayne Bowe is a start, and kicker Ryan Suckup is a start. Wide receivers Steve Breston and John Baldwin are flexes at best. Tight end Tony Moyaki, if you're desperate. Uh, Kevin Voss, still questionable with a concussion, so leave him on the bench. Wide yeah. receiver Dexter McCluster, questionable with a shoulder injury, leave him on the bench. Peyton Hillis, questionable with an ankle, leave him on the bench. Same thing with Sean Drone and the defense. Leave them on the bench, too, because it's going to be a high-scoring game. All right. Sounds good to me. Moving right along, this next one, I think we're both going to agree on this, that this will probably be one of the bigger mismatches of the week. Tennessee at Houston. I, Jake Locker aside, I just don't see how this game is close. Chris Johnson's not going to find his mojo against the Texans' run defense. Houston will win this game by at least two touchdowns. I'll go with a final score of Houston 31, Tennessee 13. I think Tennessee will score more than 13 points. I I guess I have a little more confidence in their pass game. Uh, I I think Houston wins, but I think it's a little more respectable. Um, I'm going to start Jake Locker. I'm not starting Chris Johnson. I'm tired of being burned by him. I just want no part of this. 
I am willing to start Nate Washington and Kenny Britt this week, but Kendall Wright and Damian Williams are just too too far of reaches. There's not enough targets to go around there. Uh, a no to tight end Jared Cook. He did get a little banged up last week, and it's not a great tight end friendly defensive matchup. No defense, no kicker. Tennessee's not going to be scoring 30 points on this Houston defense. Although, about, with what happened last week, we'll see. <laughs> you like Craig Stevens at all? I just I'm not ready to to get on board there yet. I think there are better options. All right. For Houston, I'm going to say start quarterback Matt Schaub. He's not going to throw for a ton of yards every week, but this should be one of them. He's probable with a shoulder injury, but start him running back Arian Foster, wide receiver Andre Johnson, tight end Owen Daniels, kicker Sean Graham, the defense, start all of those. Running back Ben Tate and wide receiver Kevin Walter, both decent flex options for this week. And say no to wide receivers Keyshawn Martin and Lester Jean, who's out with a knee injury. And tight end Derek Graham has been getting some targets lately, but he's still not worthy of a spot in the fantasy starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, moving right along. This is another interesting game. Atlanta, they look like uh, world beaters right now. Carolina not looking so good so far. But I think Carolina's going to bounce back this week and make this an interesting game. I think it's a toss-up, but I'll go with Atlanta to win 28-27 just because they're at home. Really? I think Atlanta's going to blow Carolina out. I don't even think this is going to be close by the second half. I just I have no confidence in Carolina right now. Um, I I think Cam Newton is only a second quarterback option. Uh, he just he's in a little bit of a sophomore slump. I think. Uh, I think you can start D'Angelo Williams. I'm going to say probably no to Jonathan Stewart. Even if he is active, he will it seems will be getting limited touches. But him being active makes Williams a better a better fantasy option, weirdly enough. They work better when they're both healthy. Um, I am going to start wide receiver Steve Smith, but no to Brandon LaFell, no to the rest of the wide receivers, no to tight end Greg Olson, the defense, and the kicker. I just I think this is going to be a big, big win for Atlanta. For Atlanta, I would definitely start quarterback Matt Ryan. He seems to have, like Flacco, taken his game up level this season. Running back Michael Turner, I think, is going to get on track this week. I mean, he you had 80 yards last week, but I think he's going to continue his his his, um, his bounce back. Wide receivers Julio Jones and Roddy White are both healthy for a change. Start both of them if you have either of them. Tight end Tony Gonzalez is also worth starting. Running back Jacquez Rogers is a flex option, kicker Matt Bryan in the mm-hmm. defense, or maybe it's for me, and wide receiver Harry Douglas. I'm not I'm not that keen on Atlanta's passing game yet, so we'll keep him on the bench. All right. Works for me. Next game up is New England at Buffalo. I, I'm guessing some people think that this is going to be a real blowout, but I'm not one of them. I think Buffalo mm-hmm. is going to – I'm not I'm not sold on New England's defense yet, Baltimore – showed that they can be exploited, and Buffalo may not be quite in Baltimore's class as an offense, but I think they're close. I think New England wins this game, but I think it's close. I'll pick New England to win 34-31. I think this game has some serious upset potential in it. Uh, if, If Buffalo can play a whole four quarters, they can beat this New England team, I think. I'd feel a lot better if they had C.J. Spiller healthy, but yeah, what can you do? I do think that there are some good options on New England fantasy-wise. 
obviously you're going to start Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone who's going to talk you out of that. Um, tight end Rob Gronkowski, also a good start. I still like Steven Ridley, although I guess I guess last week Bill Belichick took a page out of the Shanahanigan playbook and decided to make my life a nightmare. Uh, I do think Ridley still has some value. He may not be putting up the same kind of points he was the first two weeks, but there's still something to be had there. Wide receiver-wise, absolutely start Brandon Lloyd. I'm still going to say to start Wes Welker, even though he's had a, a more minimum role than he has of late. I think they're going to realize they need him to win, and he needs more targets than he's getting. Um, stay away from Julian Edelman. It just He's not the answer <laughs> with Hernandez down. He's not getting the, the reps people were thinking he might. And I'm going to say no to this defense, but I am going to say yes to kicker Steven Goskowski. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah, I think New England deserves to be one and two just for the fact that they gave Danny Woodhead almost as many carries last week as, as uh, Stephen Ridley. So I, that, that just I'm so totally mad about it. <laughs> befuddled me, but um, fortunately I only have Ridley on one one team of mine. But uh, yeah, anyway, got burned a couple of different ways by Stephen. And I guess you're not buying Kellen Winslow yet. No, no, I hate Kellen Winslow and his. Butterfingers. I just can't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I'm. Well, he's running out of time to make a contribution before Hernandez comes back, and I'm not sure that they're going to keep him around when he does, but we'll see. For Buffalo, quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, stardom, wide receiver Steve Johnson, tight end Scott Chandler, kicker Ryan Lindell are all worth starting. Running backs to Shard Choice and Fred Jackson are both good flex options this week. Jackson, of course, only if he plays. Right now he's listed as questionable with a knee injury. Wide receiver Donald Jones is a good flex option this week. C.J. Spiller, even if he plays this week, I'd say no to him. He's questionable with a shoulder injury. T.J. Graham, I'm not buying him yet, although he you know, got some targets last week and mm-hmm. also no to the Bills defense because I think New England is going to win this game, although... It would uh, warm my cackles if if they were one and three after this weekend, but I just don't see that happening. It wouldn't be the worst thing ever. Sorry, Peter. No, well, it could very well be that New England is one and three and New Orleans is zero and four after this week. But who would have who would have thought either of those things was possible? Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. So, well, either either New Orleans is going to be 0-4 or Green Bay is going to be 1-3. and One of those two things is going to be true after this week, which is hard to believe. But anyway, moving right along, Cincinnati at Jacksonville. Andy Dalton has surprisingly been, I think, one of the top three passers yeah. in the NFL going by yardage so far this season. And I think the aerial show will continue. And... Jacksonville has been really poor against the rush this week, but I still think that um, Cincinnati's going to attack them primarily through the air. I think this is going to be one of the few weeks, though, where Jacksonville can actually put up quite a few points. I think they'll keep it close, but in the end, Cincinnati wins, although with a score of 37-31. I, I just I can't even begin to tell you how shocked I am that you think Jacksonville can be that functional. I just... Maybe if Maurice Jones-Drew breaks a couple off, but I, their pass game is tragic. <laughs> I just, it's not as bad as I, Seattle's, but it's close. But uh, no, Cincinnati's pass defense has been pretty pathetic so far, too. I think, Actually, I think this is going to be more pathetic. more of a blowout than you do. I, I don't have a lot of respect for what Jacksonville's doing right now. 
Um, Fantasy-wise, I think there's a lot of good stuff happening in Cincinnati. You should absolutely be starting Andy Dalton. If he's on your waiver wire, go pick him up, especially if you're one of those crazy people that owns a Jets quarterback. This is a better option. Um, Also start running back Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. The law firm is relocated to the Midwest, and he seems to be doing just fine. Um, Wide receivers, A.J. Green, absolutely start. Andrew Hawkins was one of our waiver wire pickup options. I also really like him this week. And tight end Jermaine Gresham, I think, is is a borderline start for me. He's not a bad – it's not a bad matchup at all. And it really depends on what other tight ends you have and if you need a flex player or something like that. But I'm definitely starting the defense. I'm definitely starting the kicker. I think Cincinnati scores early and often. How about um, wide receiver Armand Benz? He's also been getting some love on the waiver wires in different I like I like week. Hawkins better. Just yeah, I'm not saying that I like him better than Hawkins, but I think he's somebody people ought to keep an eye out for. And if you, ha- if you have to start him as a flex player, I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. But, you know, I'm drawing the line of Mohamed Sanu, though. You know, he's, he obviously has a good arm, but I don't think he's going to be uh, – <laughs> taking over for Andy Dalton anytime soon. I don't think but, so. uh, no. That was definitely <laughs> one of the more entertaining plays from last week. I liked that. I liked that a lot. Yes. So uh, We're so a fan of the for, trick play at fourth and inches. Yeah. <laughs> the gadget plays as we used to call them. So Jacksonville, I love Maurice Jones through this weekend. I think this matchup is, is really gonna showcase him if you we're on the fence, but you know, took him in your draft this week, you know, this year. I think this is the week when he finally really pays off big for you and almost single-handedly helps you win your matchup this week. Wide receiver Justin Blackman is a start this week for me. Tight end Mercedes Lewis and kicker Josh Scobie. Quarterback Blaine Gabbert maybe is a bye week fill-in. Wide receiver uh, Laurent Robinson is a flex at best for me. He's that is questionable with a concussion right now, so obviously you want to check that later in the week. Uh, Rashad Jennings, still not buying him, questionable with a knee injury, keep him on the bench. Wide receivers, Cecil Shorts has had some big plays, but you know, not getting enough targets for me to start him and also say no to the Jacksonville defense because Cincinnati should run, ring up a lot of points against them. Okay, that works for me. All right. So now continuing on with the Sunday late games, Cincinnati and Jacksonville, the first late game Sunday, Miami at Arizona, that is going to be, that's my upset for this week. I think Miami is going to um, to just contain Arizona's offense. I think Miami's defense is, is not getting quite the respect. They don't get they, nearly enough love as they should. The Miami defense yeah. is not a bad defense. No, they're not bad. I mean, giving up 23 points to the Jets is probably like giving up 40 points to a normal offense. But a little still, embarrassing, but still. I, yeah, I think Miami wins this game 24-21, to 21, and I think this is the, the week the bloom comes off the rose for Arizona. I can't, I can't disagree with that. I think that. I think that even with a dinged-up Reggie Bush, I think this Dolphins team can make some noise um, fantasy-wise. Brian Tannehill is still more of a second quarterback option for me. Uh, just He's not putting up the kind of points. Even though it's a, a nice matchup, he's just not going to put up the kind of points to be your only quarterback. Absolutely start wide receiver Brian Hartline. This is another guy that if he's on your waiver wire, he shouldn't be because he and Ryan Tannehill just have some kind of huge bromance going, and I love it, and it's great for fantasy owners. Beyond that, the wide receivers are a little sketchy. Devon Best right now is just he's not very good. Like a do non is just not producing. 
Anthony Armstrong, Charles Clay, all those guys out there. It's just, it's not, it's not working yet. Maybe later down the line, but right now Brian Hartline's the guy to start. And tight end Anthony Fasano, I think, needs to stay on your bench this week. You look at the running back. Oh, you're killing me. Oh, what? What? <laughs> you like you like Anthony Fasano? I do. I do. Oh, you can do so much better. So much better, Sherpa. <laughs> well, You've got these hands of stone. I just They make me so frustrated. <laughs> All right. I interrupted. Please Running back-wise, Daniel Thomas, I think, is, is the guy to start this week. Um, it's it's not going to be a one-man show. I think you're going to see Thomas and Lamar Miller and maybe even a little Reggie Bush. I think he's going to talk his way into the lineup this week. It's not going to be the primary ball carrier. I think that's going to be Thomas. But it's no secret the front office is a little down on Thomas, so I think we're going to see more of Lamar Miller this week. Um, so he and Bush, I don't think, are a terrible, deeper, deeper league flex players. I think Thomas is the one if you had to pick out of the bunch. Um, I am starting their defense, and I'm going to say maybe to the kicker. I I think it it may may be worth your while, but he's kind of borderline in my top 12. So what do you think, Sherpa? I I think that uh, Daniel Thomas, as long as he doesn't fumble three times like Toby Gerhardt did last week, then he'll probably be okay. I can't make any promises about that. I just can't do it. (laughs) Okay. All right. So for Arizona, (laughs) I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball against Miami's defense, so I think they're going to spend most of the game throwing. I would start quarterback Kevin Cobb and wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. Running back Ryan Williams is a flex for me this week. Same thing with wide receiver Andre Roberts. Tight end Jeff King is at best a flex for me. The defense is a maybe for me. Stay away. John Skelton is not going to play unless something happens to Cobb so you don't start him. And if you, Again, if you haven't heard, running back Beanie Wells is on IR until after Thanksgiving with his turf toe injury, wide receiver early Doucette doesn't need to be started. Todd Heap, questionable with a knee injury, keep him on the bench. Same thing with Rob Hausler and kicker Jay Feely. All right, let's keep rolling. Yeah, now on to Oakland and Denver. I think this is going to be another entertaining game. And I know Denver's been up and down, but they've just got a brutal first seven to ten games of the of the year of their schedule. They, they, every offense, they keep coming back late, which makes me feel like they're just they're almost there. Yeah, and when, when they get past the first ten weeks of the schedule their their last six weeks are pretty much an ice skate compared to that. I but on the table I, there. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Denver wins this game. It's a close game, could go either way, but I'll pick Denver to win twenty seven twenty four. Uh, I I agree with you. I think this is going to be another good game to watch. This is always a good rivalry. And, I mean, really, Carson Palmer versus Peyton Manning's not a terrible matchup. <laughs> it's not quite what it was a few years ago, but it's not a bad one either. Um, I do like Carson Palmer this week. Uh, more of a second quarterback option, but I really could go either way. I'm kind of on the fence about it. It's uh, a little tougher defense with Denver than than perhaps one would think. Running back-wise... Darren McFadden, go ahead and start. Mike Goodson's just not enough of a factor. The the Michael Bush thing has not transferred to him in that offense. It just hasn't worked quite the same way. Um, wide receivers, it's kind of like I, it's, it's a game to see which one's going to survive from week to week because they just end up on IR or carted off in an ambulance, and it's just not a good scene. 
I think you can start Daenerys more. He's really the last man standing. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. He's actually the one healthy one this week. Yeah, weirdly enough. Um, if you absolutely needed another wide receiver in this offense, I would be really upset for you, but Derek Hagan probably is the next best option. Um, huh. I I just I like him better out of the bunch. Rod Streeter's not I like a bad Rod pick. Streeter this week. I just my the guy I like the best on this team is tight end Brandon Myers. He has not dropped a ball out of his 15 targets yet this year. Carson Palmer loves him, and his workload's increasing each week. So I think you definitely need to be starting him. Another good waiver wire pickup. Any questionable with the concussion though? I th- it, the people I I heard from today thought that maybe we were going to see him this week. I'm hoping we do. If he plays, I want to start him. Agreed. But it's like it's the walking wounded. Anybody who catches a ball out there, <laughs> it's yeah. so bad. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna say. No, I'm going to say yes to the defense, yes to the kicker, although Peyton Manning can do a little damage to them late in the game. For Denver, I would start quarterback Peyton Manning. I think you can feel pretty comfortable with him as the first quarterback this week. Mm -hmm. Wide receivers, Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker are both worth starting this week, as is tight end Jacob Tammy. Willis McGahee is questionable with his rib injury. He's a flex at best for me this week. Tight end Joel Dreesen, second tight end, but he's been getting a fair number of targets. If you're in a deep league and need him as a flex, I think that's a worthwhile play this week. Kicker Matt Crater and the defense are both maybes for me. And other than McGahee, I would leave all the running backs on the bench. I just don't think they're going to spend much time running against Oakland's defense. So Ronnie Hillman, Lance Ball, no show Marino. Uh, I just think you, you leave all those guys on the bench this week. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to pick there. So, onwards and upwards? Yes. Let's All right, going. well, actually, I don't know if this is upwards. I don't think this game is going to be as interesting as that one, but it'll still be fairly close. That's Washington at Tampa Bay, as I alluded to earlier. I like Washington's defense this week. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be able to run much against the Redskins' defense. They'll spend most of the game throwing, which has not been Josh Freeman's strong suit this year. I think RG3 will find just enough offense in his bag of tricks to let Washington eke out the victory here. I'll take them to win this game 27-21. I think this could be a little bit of an upset. I think Tampa Bay may win this game, uh, but I do agree it'll be pretty close. I think this is going to be another Washington game that goes down to the wire. Um, Obviously, as a Cowboys fan, I'd like to see Washington lose, but this really could go either way. Fantasy-wise, I think you do need to be starting RG3. He's he's really facilitating the points in this offense. The the Shanahanigans have gotten to a whole new level now. They've signed Ryan Grant today. And well, at least Roy Hulu is out of the picture now. I mean, it's like Alfred Morris got a few too many consistent touches, and they were like, nope, this can't happen. We need to go sign another big name. And they went and got Ryan Grant just to screw with us. I'm... At this point, I'm convinced it's just a conspiracy against fantasy football players. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no other reason for this. So, as I tell you every week, stay away from the Shanahanigans and, and the running back situation. I was nice to you last week, Alfred Morris, and I endorsed you, and I won't do it again. You just, I have no idea what's going to happen here anymore, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of playing. I just can't games. imagine that the Grant is going to be able to play much this week, but stranger things See, have that's happened. What they, that's what they want you to think. 
he's probably had the playbook for weeks and he's ready to go. <laughs> I'd be more I'd be less surprised if that happened than if Alfred Morris was the number one back. <laughs> yeah, for all we know, Alfred Morris is really Ryan Grant. They just he's going to take know, his mask off. He was staff, Ryan Grant right? the whole time. <laughs> I clone, right? I hate Mike Shanahan so much in this time. It's awful. So just stay away from the running backs. Um, start tight end Fred Davis. Wide receiver-wise, it looks like Pierre Garçon's probably not going to play again this week, but that'll be a game-time decision. On the off chance he does play, go ahead and start him. Otherwise, just start Santana Moss. I don't think Leonard Hankerson or Josh Morgan are going to get enough targets because I think RG3 will be doing more of his damage with Fred Davis or Moss or just running on his own. Also, I am not starting the defense or the kicker here. So for Tampa, I would this will be one of the few weeks that I would actually start quarterback Josh Freeman. Wide receivers Vincent Jackson and Mike Williams are both good starts this week. Doug Martin is at best a flex option for me this week. Tight end Dallas Clark is a maybe. The defense is a maybe. And keep running back with Eric Blunt and kicker Connor Barth on your bench this week. Well, all right. Fine. All right. And <laughs> so now we move to the game with that might not feature much defense, and that's New Orleans at Green Bay. Actually, Green Bay's defense hasn't been bad. It's mainly been their offense that's been sputtering, but it's hard to imagine somebody, them. Somebody made an interesting comment, like, which team comes into this game feeling more burned by the NFL and Roger Goodell, New Orleans or Green Bay? Um, they pro- you could call this the, the Burn by Roger Bowl or the Roger and like Me Bowl or whatever you want. I like it. It off the tongue. Maybe we'll make T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, Roger and Me Bowl. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I to me this is a coin flip, but I think Green Bay has a little bit more defense than New Orleans, which is to say not much, but I think they'll take this game 31-28. Yeah, and, and I'm giving Green Bay a little bit of an edge being at home. I just... Yeah. I just don't know what the Saints are going to do because they're going to be 0-4 after this week, and that is a scary spot for them. Um, I am still going to start Drew Brees because he's still going to put up fancy points and more than a lot of other quarterbacks, even against Green Bay outside. Um, running backs, really, this is this is a nice version of Shanahan against because they all can add some value for you. Pierre Thomas is my favorite of the bunch, but Mark Ingram and and even Darren Sproles sometimes are going to get you something at the goal line or, you know, not be a bad flex option in a deeper league. If you're hurting for players, go find a running back from New Orleans. They'll get you something. Wide receivers, uh, again, this is a little bit tougher. Marquise Colston, I like. Lance Moore, I like a lot, although he can be hot and cold some weeks. And Devery Henderson, I'm probably going to stay away from this week, but... That that really, it's it's kind of hard with Drew Brees. And again, I think they're going to do more of their damage on the ground than in the air this week, so that's something to keep in mind. I am still absolutely starting tight end Jimmy Graham. He's he's a great tight end option for fantasy football. You really can't go wrong with him. I would say no to the defense and no to the kicker. For Green Bay, I would start quarterback Aaron Rodgers, running back Cedric Benson, wide receivers Jordy Nelson, James Jones, and Randall Cobb. The tight end are Michael Finley and kicker Mason Crosby. Those are all good starts for me this week. Running back James Starks is a flex at best for me, probable with a toe injury. Wide receiver Greg Jennings, still questionable with a groin injury. He's at best a flex for me. Donald Driver, 
He's been getting a little bit more action, but he's still only a flex for me at best in a really deep league. The defense is a maybe for me, and running back Alex Green, uh, I, I think he's not. He's still a bench player for me, even if he's listed above Starks on the depth chart right now. Mm-hmm. All right, we are just zipping through games here. So let's see, we've got... Um, Two more games to go. First game up is New York at Philadelphia. That's the Sunday night game. And could go either way. And it's hard to believe I'm a Giants fan because I seem to pick against them every week. And I'm going to do it again this week. It seems to work for them, though. Pardon? (laughs) I said it seems to work for them, though. You pick against them. They win a lot of the time. Right. I mean, that's not why I'm picking against them. I honestly (laughs) believe that the other team should be better, but... So far, it hasn't worked out that way in two of the three weeks. But True. Actually, I think I did pick them to beat Tampa, and that was the one week you disagreed with me. But this week, <laughs> I think Philadelphia gets its act back together. I think Michael Dick will play a better game. And Philadelphia wins this game 31-27. to So who do you, what do you think of the game, and who do you like on the Giants? Um, I do. I think Philly will find a way to win this game because they've, somehow found a way to win a lot of games this year that I didn't think was going to happen. But, again, this will be close the whole way. These teams hate each other. It'll be a fun game to watch, at least, if nothing else. Fantasy-wise, for the Giants, uh, I think you can start Eli Manning. The Eagles' defense has been better, but Eli Manning can still do some damage against them. Wide receiver Victor Cruz I'm going to start. And, it. I mean, Barton came on really strong last week. I think that's a great option, especially if you're needing a guy because maybe you had some Steelers wide receivers. Hickson, I'm more of a maybe on this week, but it's just, eh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, running back-wise, Ahmad Bradshaw has been cleared to play this week, but it it's still a neck injury. It's a night game, and Andre Brown was average, averaging 5.5 yards a carry last week. So I think Brown is going to get the bulk of the carries this week. Um, I would say probably just hold off on Bradshaw until next week. And David Wilson should be stashed on your bench, not in your starting lineup. He's just still very deeply in the doghouse. I am going to start their defense, but not the kicker. The, the Eagles are just trying to give points away at this point, and they're just, they've had a ridiculous amount of turnovers so far this year, so I don't expect that to change anytime soon, especially against this Giants defense, so go ahead and give them a start this week. So you are starting Brown, or is he a flex option for you? I am I am going to start Brown. I think you okay. I think you can this week. And how about Martellus Bennett? Uh, yes, yes, I skipped over him inadvertently. I do like Martellus Bennett. He's going to drop a couple of balls, but he always comes through in the clutch, and I like that. Well, he's caught a touchdown, I think, in each of the first three games. So He also dropped like three passes each game, but it's good he catches yeah. the ones in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for Philadelphia, quarterback Mike Vick, start him. Michael Vick, start him. OCU Minora's favorite player, running back with Sean McCoy, start him. Yeah. He's probable <laughs> with a rib injury, but I can't wait to see the two of them butt heads this week, although hopefully not literally. Uh, wide receiver Jeremy Macklin should be back um, at full strength this week. He's probable with his hip injury, and Deshaun Jackson also starts. Start both Macklin and Jackson. Uh, tight end Brent Selleck is a good start. Kicker Alex Henry is a good start. Wide receivers Jason Avant and Demarius Johnson are both decent flex plays for this week. And the defense is a maybe for me. 
running backs, Deion Lewis and Bryce Brown. Brown might be an interesting guy if anything were ever to happen to McCoy, but at this point, uh, both of those guys belong on your bench, too. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to the final game, the Monday night game. Hopefully we won't have as, as silly an ending as we did this past week. But, uh, I, I Chicago's just don't think I be... can take it. We might not no. have Jana on for well, the next week. Well, if that had happened to the Cowboys, you would, would have been apoplectic for the rest of the season. I'd, I'd even probably if they still be curled up game, in a but... ball on my floor somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think so. So, Chicago, though, I, I think you are going to be disappointed, though, because in spite of their atrocious offense, I think they're going to muster just enough to get past Dallas on the strength of their defense. I think Chicago wins this 24-21. I think, and this is not a homer pick, I do actually think the Cowboys will win this game, mostly because I don't think they... <laughs> no, I would pick them even if I didn't like them. I just don't I don't trust Jay Cutler right now. Their run game with Michael Bush is great, but their pass game is a little sketchy, and I think Sean Lee can take a couple of balls away and the Cowboys can win this game. But I do agree with you. I think it'll be close, and honestly, if something like last week happens, we won't. C.D. Carter's going to have to come back and fill it for me next week. <laughs> it won't be a good scene. Um, but I do think Jay Cutler is more of a second quarterback option this week. Cowboys defense is, is no slouch right now, and Jay Cutler just he's not impressing at the moment. Um, I do love Michael Bush at running back. Matt Forte is not playing again this week, so it's going to be all Michael Bush all the time. Wide receiver-wise, I like Brandon Marshall. I like Alshon Jeffrey, but... Devin Hester and Earl Bennett, I'm going to take a pass on this week. And tight end Kellen Davis is much more of a deeper option or a flex player for me. I am going to say start the defense, but, well, I'd say the defense and the kicker. I just I don't think this is going to be too high scoring of a game. I'm proud of myself because I finally learned to spell Alshon Jeffrey's name this week. It's it not does the Alshon take a while. Part. I was having problems with. It was the, the E and the R in Jeffrey, part. right? <laughs> yeah, it's E-R, not uh, E-R-E, which is what I was doing, but my apologize mm-hmm. to to his family, you know, since I'm sure they're listening. But, I'm uh, sure they are. How could they not? I, who is it? <laughs> who could not? Yeah, right, exactly. So for <laughs> Dallas, wide receivers, Miles Austin and Des Bryant are good starts in my eyes, as is tight end Jason Witten, who seems to be getting healthier. Quarterback Tony Romo, hopefully you have better options this week. This is not my favorite week for him. Running back mm-hmm. DeMarco Murray is a flex at best this week. Wide receiver Kevin Ogletree is a flex. The defense is a maybe for me. Stay away from running back Felix Jones and kicker Dan Bailey. All right. I can live so with that. Did we bring this thing in under the wire just barely? We actually did. I'm really proud of us. We got through all of our games in actually on schedule, which is almost oh. never happens. <laughs> um but on that note, there are a number of ways for you to get a hold of us during the week, and we will let you know about all of them in just a second. I do want to remind all of you that we will be back, be back next Wednesday from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. And you can find us at FantasyFootballSherpa.com all week long. There are great news and notes and blog entries and rankings and all kinds of good stuff over there as well. And you can find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook. And you can also find us on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show. 
That's the number 4 THN Inches Show. And you can email us at the number 4 THN Inches Show at gmail.com. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. If you have any starter stick questions, we're always around on Sunday mornings. And if there's some, a question you want to have answered on the air, be sure to let us know. You can also find the Sherpa and I on our personal Twitter accounts as well. I'm JKIM16. And Scott, you want to tell them where to find you? Yeah, fantasy underscore Sherpa, that's me. So before we go, I have a real quick question for you. Who's your biggest disappointment in fantasy so far this year, and who's your biggest uh, positive surprise? Um, for me, it might be it might be Andy Dalton. I I liked what he did last year, but I didn't think yeah. he would be doing this as well. And Kyle Rudolph out in Minnesota, I took yeah completely by surprise. What about you? Yeah, Kyle Rudolph, Martellus Bennett are probably um, big surprises. Jacoby Jones is a good yeah. one. Carson Palmer, I think, is going to turn out to be a good uh, fantasy value. I'm a little disappointed Peyton Manning hasn't bounced back uh, I think more he quickly. Will, yeah, I think, I, I think eventually, but it uh, hasn't happened yet. And I'm also a little disappointed with Des Bryant. I thought he was going to be the best tight end in fantasy this year, even with Calvin Johnson, but uh, that, that's not happening so far and doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. I would like it to. Chris too. Johnson, of course, is obviously yeah. the biggest <laughs> disappointment um, pretty much everywhere. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hey, at least the rest might be coming back and at least we can get uh, – Romney and Obama to agree that, uh, that 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 was a disgrace on Monday night, and it seems like the go. only thing they can agree on. But uh, <laughs> at least this shows maybe they can find common ground there, and uh, hopefully they don't spend all of next week's debate uh, talking about that. But everybody's going to be listening to us instead of watching the debate anyway. As they should be. Let's be realistic. <laughs> of, course. of course. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys, and be sure to check us out next week at 9.30 Eastern Time. Have a great week, everybody, and good luck in your games this weekend. And thanks, Janet, for a great show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.